Right, hello everyone. This is the third edition of our residential expert discussion with Mark Haywards. Um, I hope everyone out there is well. Um, how are you, Mark? Um, I'm well, I think. It's summer and the sun is shining. Have you managed to watch any of the tennis? Uh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Um, and in fact, my wife's at Wimbledon today, so obviously I have to watch to see whether I can see her or not. <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm, but by the time people see this, Wimbledon will probably be over. Um, so I'm just going to assume that Cameron Norrie won the whole thing. I think that yeah, sounds reasonable. Let's, let's, let's continue with that. Yeah, beating Nadal straight sets in the final. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's crack on. I mean, it, it seems that um, a, a lot's actually happened since we, since we last spoke a few weeks ago. Um, the Rentist Reform Bill is now actually here after all of that talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> were, were you surprised it actually finally happened? Well, I think because uh, the last time I was slightly disparaging that it wasn't going to happen uh, and it had been kicked into the long grass. And within days of saying that, obviously they were listening to this, um, uh, it, 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 it has come out. Um, it is, I think what we need to bear in mind, it is a white paper. Um, so therefore it is subject to change. Um, they say they're committed to bringing in the rent reform bill in this parliament so that takes us all the way to uh next spring uh and i think and i know there's a lot of lobbying uh about to start uh both from landlords groups and from tenants groups we know it's been welcomed um by shelter um and they are a very powerful uh, and well-funded organization uh and they've been very vocal uh in their support I think uh, there are concerns um, from letting agents. Um, I think there are concerns um, from tenants as well, uh, although this will seek to give tenants more protection. Um, but th- I think there's a lot in there to digest. So whilst no. I, was, I wasn't surprised to the extent that they were going. Yes, I mean, I'm Michael Gove described it as a, I've got the exact words here, a generational shift that will redress the balance between landlords and tenants. Um, is that kind of overcooking it, do you think? Or, or is it really um, No, I think, I think it just it goes to reinforce um, the current government's intentions. Um, what it will do to landlord sentiment in terms of their appetite for uh, acquiring more properties by to let, um, we have yet to see because there are certain aspects of this white paper that means that landlords will have to be very much first and centre, uh, very much visible where they haven't necessarily been visible before and be subject to more scrutiny and uh, even more regulation. And we know that's been complaints from landlords to the extent of legislation already in place but this is um uh, i think it is game changing yeah i mean what i wanted to do is talk about the the main ingredients one by one here i mean obviously the the headlines have all been about um section 21 um i mean what tangible effect do you think it will have i mean do you think it's going to give tenants the, the confidence to challenge landlords about things like um you know properties in a poor state of repair is it going to give them more courage do you think um i think it will um we 
got to remember how well informed tenants currently are and will be and whether they are in, informed um, or not um, I think um, it will it will mean that landlords will be more careful as to who they take as tenants um, in terms they want good tenants um, so I, I think it, it, it's certainly going to help tenants who you know been um, not evicted but having to leave properties uh, at quite short notice uh, and in some instances time and time again because the landlords are either selling um, or, or or seeking to increase the rent so no I think it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. Yeah and were you pleased to see section 8 strengthened as yeah. sort of compensation? What, what um had been lobbied for before is to strengthen 20, section eight um to enable uh landlords to have some form of comfort and confidence but also still to make sure that the tenant uh is in a position where they can seek to stay in a property if necessary yeah i mean, I, I remember you, you saying last time that if a landlord is a good landlord and he's got nothing to hide then he shouldn't really be too worried about these changes and um, i mean do you stand by that still or have you, you changed your mind? I, think, I think that's correct uh, um but whether i said it before is that the word landlord has negative connotations hmm. um you know and, and it shouldn't because the landlords are there doing you know they're 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 it's not producing so they are fulfilling a need um that is very evident that the government is not so no yeah. landlords yeah. landlord should, should be helped but also tenants too yeah the government's not really building enough new houses so where where, where are these properties going to come from to ease the housing crisis i, I guess that's the the dilemma well, that, that that's been uh the long-term dilemma since probably 1990 um that the local authorities are not building. Um, private developers um, or house builders, uh, the majority of building is down to very to under ten companies, um, and they are there for profit, not necessarily um, there with a huge social conscience. Although they do have to provide a certain element um, of social housing. So, how how you uh, how we solve the housing? stock volume um is 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 very very difficult yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean in a way it's related to my next question as sort of a semi segue here um, and that's what i wanted to talk about the decent homes standards now and you, you mentioned social housing there i mean one of the things that's, that strikes me is that we've had a decent home standard in social housing um for a while now but not in the private rented sector um so in, in many ways do you think this is this is overdue I think it very much is overdue. And I know um, from past lives talking to house builders um, that, that it costs them more to build a social house or social housing than it does um, private. So I think the Decent Homes um, or PRS uh, must, must, must be good because that's part of the issue uh, is that a lot of the housing stock that's let out is substandard or landlords are not maintaining it. Um, so how it's going to be enforced, of course, is a different matter. Um, mm. But certainly it's, it's a great step. Yeah, I mean, you, you said there that social housing takes builders longer to 
build? Is that purely because of the, the standards involved? Uh, no, they have, to, they have to build to a higher standard for social housing uh, and also for housing that will last a lot longer, uh, accommodate a, a wide variety of family sizes. Um, and generally, it's not, it's not housing that has to have three on three bathrooms, um, but it's got to have, uh, you know, ability to get um, properties, even for those that are able-bodied or not, uh, into the housing stock and be available. See, this, this, this is news to me. I, I, I did not know that, actually. And now I'm getting, going to be concerned about buying new build properties in the future because I'm <laughs> going to see what sort of standard they're up to. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the next big thing from the from the renters reform bill are um, notice periods, obviously doubling. Yes, um, and I just really wanted to know your your thoughts on that. It's it's two months for both landlords and tenants now, um, and, and whether you see this as a as a positive development. Um, it's it's positive for tenants. It may not be positive for landlords. Uh, I think it's what we said before. Um, this is called the renters reform bill it's about renters it's not mm. necessarily um, aiming entirely at landlords so uh, yeah I think uh, and also I think it's, it's reasonable in this day and age um, to have those sorts of periods uh, in place particularly when um, you know if a notice period is invoked that people have got time to find alternative on alternative accommodation at a time when there is very little vacant accommodation out there yeah it can put them in a, in a tough spot i mean yeah. I, I guess one of the benefits for, for landlords is that it should reduce void periods or well, that's kind of the counter argument because um void yeah. periods void, void periods yeah sorry did i not say void periods i might, might... weak weak periods i think <laughs> anyway. <laughs> sorry yeah void periods well it will reduce Void periods, and I know void periods are something that new landlords tend not to think about. They just look at the rent, multiply it by 52 or 12, uh, and that will pay uh, part of the mortgage. But, you know, a void period can be weeks, if not a month, between tenancies, um, particularly if the property has got to be um, repaired or upgraded. So, again, if you go back to the decent homes uh, aspect hopefully houses will be kept in a better condition continually rather than just at uh, end of tenancies yeah i mean w- one of the things that strikes me about the notice periods is that of course um a landlord now has has to give a reason a valid reason why they're ending the tenancy but it doesn't work the other way around does it and that tenants can can give notice and they don't have to give a reason and that that seems a little bit uneven a little bit unfair to me I think it is. I think it is. And, and again, part of the consultation process and lobbying will be uh, along those lines that otherwise you're going to have, um, you could have, let's say, tenants who just flip from property to property without giving any reason. And, you know, whilst, and we'll come on to this, there's going to be a register of landlords. Should there not be a register of tenants? Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, I've seen that landlords are under the spotlight here, under the microscope, more than, than tenants. And yeah, yeah and, and it comes back to what you were saying. Yeah. Well, the, you know, there are referencing agencies out there, um, references are taken before tenancies, but they don't tell you the whole story. Uh, you know, they don't tell you that this is a, a, a serial bad tenant 
or yeah. other yeah. things like that. But anyway, that's just a by-the-by thought. Although I guess that um, tenants do need references, or they should need valid references, um, and, and it's getting more and more difficult to, to con their way out of this. But they, you know, but you don't necessarily have the same references for landlords. So maybe this redresses the balance. Sorry, I'm just trying to give both sides here. I'm, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I, I think I think you're right. But it, it, you know, what is a reference and how accurate is it? Because a lot of the time, it's just a financial. Mm. Um, scrutiny um, and whether you're a fit person rather than you know have you got a history of trashing properties if you're a tenant um, yeah. We, yeah we shall see shall see definitely um, and of course move to um, periodic tenancies as well now I think the government's saying that introducing the system um, will make life simpler for everybody um, and I just wanted to know whether you agreed with that um yeah i think it will uh, and, and again uh, your word simpler that it has to be simple because there's a lot of complicated uh, landlord and tenant law out there so anything that makes things um easy to understand gives people more time uh, must be supported yeah 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 I, I guess it's it's tenants have and landlords as well don't have sort of a an end like a, not not a backstop but sort of a a period of time and know that something has to be negotiated at the end yeah. of that period. Yeah. Um, maybe it does make it simpler. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there are so many different aspects to this. Um, you know, we, we could talk all day about it, but the, I mean, the next one up is the, the ombudsman, the, the new ombudsman. Um, I mean, can, can you see the ombudsman being effective? Um, yes. I mean, and if you look at, um, in terms of sales and lettings, the um, property ombudsman, um, I think it it is effective, um, and the property ombudsman acts for consumers, uh, not for uh, agents. This, but not all property is let through as a, through an estate agent, letting agent. So, um, a, a housing ombudsman um, will look at um, redress. Um, for tenants so going back to our previous conversation it allows the tenants to have their voice heard uh, mm. and it allows um, landlords as well um, because it's, uh, it's not just tenants that are vexation it, it could be landlord or vice versa uh, and hopefully with an independent housing ombudsman uh, that will be um, in place of course the problem is that people have to join an ombudsman scheme. So that's why they're looking at a, re- a register um, yeah. of landlords um, and for them to be part of that so that redress can be seen to be taking place. Um, so that's quite, that, that's quite, it's not going to be a quick fix that. It's going to take time to get through. I think our membership of the scheme is going to be compulsory as well, isn't it, I think, for, for landlords? It, that's what I see. It will be. You will have to um, as register. Um, and, of course, that uh, begs the question, who will have access to that register? Um, and when I say that, will HMRC, for instance, have access to that register? Will there be further scrutiny on landlords in terms of are they declaring the rent? 
Um, they should be, or are they declaring that they're actually a landlord? Um, so, but again, I think I think it it, it it will happen, and regardless of the rent is reform, that is that will happen. It will happen. I guess the, the, the question here is whether it's, be- it's going to be better than what we've currently got. And um, it, it sounds like you, you think it will be better than what we've I think got. It will be, I think it will be better. It will be different. Uh, but what we currently have is nothing as comprehensive as this um, and nothing that will give tenants and landlords um, comfort. Uh, and the ability to get that redress and to get it for pro- you know get it properly done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the next thing on the agenda here is the the blanket bans um, on children or those on benefits. Um, that, that now landlords won't be able to do that. They'll they'll have less say over who can who can or can't live in their properties. And I just wanted to know what your your thoughts are on this, because obviously it's a very progressive stance that the government's taking here. But is it, again, is it being fair to the landlords? Because they, they do, after, over, after all, own the property. Oh, oh, oh they do. Um, and of course, if you put that as well for pets as well. Yeah, you can... pets as pets, yes. And, and the reason that landlords say they don't want children, for instance, is because they don't want the wear and tear on their property that, young children will probably contribute to. Um, I, I, and I think, you know, the, as you say, the landlords own the property. It's their property. Um, and I think they should be able to make um, reasonable restrictions or put in reasonable covenants to say yes and no. Um, otherwise, uh, again, it will dissuade people from entering uh, landlords from rent, entering the rental market, which is not good, not a good thing. We don't want the stock to decrease. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in essence, we want it to increase. And of course, that's the big, big worry about the whole thing is that we did need a, a renters reform bill, but it's whether these end up, you know, landlords end up thinking that these are, these these reforms are going to persecute them and put them off going into the sector, and that that's kind of like the line, the difficult line that the government had to tread. I mean. When it comes to these blanket bans on, on children and pets, I was actually quite surprised by this. To me, it did seem perhaps a little bit too far, but I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. I, it's almost, I mean, it's political. <laughs> yes. yes. And you just have to remember that this is this is politics and it's produced by politics, all right, it's produced by civil servants, but it's politicians have oversight on it and what will go down well. Um, with the majority of voters rather than just yeah. Um, yeah I mean obviously there's still some way to go I mean you, you were obviously saying at the beginning of this discussion that there's going to be more consultation there's going to be discussions and some of these suggested reforms might be watered down um, I mean do, do, do you think at this point if, if all of these reforms went through as we've talked about them today whether that might have a, a bit of a negative impact and discourage landlords and make the housing prices worse? Or is it just too early to say? I think there was um, uh, weeping and wailing possibly when the um, draft white paper, the white paper came out. I think that now having had a few weeks to look at it, um, people are coming to terms with it and not feeling so negative um about it and i think there's an acceptance that something had to happen something is going to happen um and and people will just have to work through it 
um, but in a sensible way. And as we've just said, um, the lobbying that will now ensue will go some way to seeing whether some of these um, issues uh, could be softened um, rather than, you know, lines in the sand drawn and those you must not cross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the very final thing that I wanted to talk about is something that's actually close to Just Move In's hearts, and this is the um, the sustainability element of all this. And that's the white paper also briefly mentioned the plans to um, increase the minimum energy efficiency standards in the private rented sector. There's a little bit of a hint of that in the white paper. And this, of course, is um, making sure that all privately rented properties are EPC band C, by 2025, which is just three years away. And I just wondered if you had any thoughts on on that one, really, because obviously this is going to cost landlords a lot of money up front. But mm. yeah, I know, um, having spoken to agents in areas which have a much older housing stock uh, than others, uh, that and, and this has been, you know, this hasn't this this was going to happen anyway in terms of EPC that landlords uh, are finding it's just not viable to upgrade properties to, you know, e, you know level three um, and are just selling them uh, and yeah. either coming to the market or buying properties uh, that, mu- that, are, that are much easier to, uh, that will conform in a better way. But, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a, I wouldn't say we're in a fuel crisis at the moment, but we're in a, we've got energy issues um, that are only going to get worse. Uh, and if you can encourage um, housing stock to meet that level, it must be a good thing. Whether they can do it in, in the time period is probably doubtful because it, it's, yes. it's massively expensive for some, some properties. You know, Edward, 20, 20, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, 2025 is not really that, that far away, is it? We're halfway through 2022, so it's, it's two and a half years. It's, it seems quite ambitious. I think it is ambitious, but of course the EPC is when properties are let. The EPC is um, there on the property portals or on the sales particulars. Um, tenants must be presented with a copy of the EPC before they take up occupation. Uh, and when people are looking at the affordability as well of renting a property, um, the cost of heating. Um, mm light is, is going to be something that's going to be focused they'll focus on well that, that that's the spin i guess isn't it that yeah. the government can say that it, for landlords yes you, you've got an initial outlay but it should make your property more attractive to tenants if they're going to be paying less in, in energy bills but again it's just finding that i mean because it can be thousands of pounds to upgrade a property i, I think in some instances it's tens of thousands of pounds mm-hmm. um to make property in effect thermally efficient mm-hmm. you know, it's windows, heating systems, insulation. It's a whole heap of heap of things. And when they are, you know, a Victorian terrace property, um, which may be decoratively in great order, but you know, it, its level right. of efficiency is going to be it's going to be low. Uh, I mean, a new boiler itself is a thousand pounds or more, isn't it? Um, but of course, you can't put a, you can't put a new gas boiler in anyway after twenty five. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure if they've worked out the technology for air source heat pumps to, to heat older properties yet. I don't think they're that efficient uh, from what I hear. I think there's a whole different conversation on that in terms of how and the cost of putting these yeah. in 
Um, and of course, they use they use electricity, <laughs> you know. And then we go into the whole energy cost of providing. So, yeah, yeah, lots. Of and I think that's, that's a that's a subject, a whole new subject for, yeah, for another yeah, day. We, we can do that later in the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've been talking about the the renters reform bill um, for a long time now. I think about twenty twenty five minutes. Um, it would be nice to talk about other things today as well. So I'm going to move on now, if that's okay. And I, I just wanted to talk to you about um, 50-year mortgages. This is being muted again at the moment. The, the rumours are beginning to circulate. What, what are your thoughts on on 50-year mortgages? Because if you obviously if you're taking if out a 50-year mortgage and you're in your 30s, then that's a... <laughs> well, you know, yeah, the average age of a first-time buyer is now 34 you know 20 30 years ago it'd be 24 it's now 34 so you take out one of these mortgages for 50 years um uh, your life expectancy is i think uh, 81 years um so actually you're going to die before you pay off your mortgage uh you might die before then uh those that inherit are going to inherit not a lump of cash necessarily uh but a lump of debt uh, and will those people in turn already have debt? Mm. You know, tricky one. Mm. And it, it, I know that what the government's trying to do is encourage home ownership, and we've spoken about that before. But I think just looking at that in isolation, uh, and I think we'll talk further in further issues of this blog about other factors that will contribute to. Uh, the housing market, the housing profile uh, and stock um, at a later date. So I think it's something, you know, it, it's another, oh, I've had a brilliant idea. Let's put that one out there. And I, mm. We don't know whether lenders are going to be happy with this. Yeah, um, I yeah. imagine they're not going to be particularly enamoured um, with the idea. Um, no. I mean... It's very difficult. What will your circumstances be in 40 years' time? I hate to think. I hope I'm still alive <laughs> this time. I, I cannot guarantee well, this. Well, well, some of us won't have to worry about 50 years, but 50 years is a long, long time, isn't it? A lot can change. A lot uh, can change. And what will be the terms of these mortgages as well? Are they going to be on variable or fixed? Or, I mean, the world exactly. um, Now, in some countries, um, the interest rate is actually fixed at the time of the loan uh, and some countries have uh, longer loan periods. Uh, but again, you've got to get those who actually provide the loans to say, yes, we want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that might just about round it, round off today's discussion. We've been going for almost half an hour. I've drilled no. you um, for, for that period of time. Um, yeah. And you've been as helpful, helpful as always. So thank you, Mark. And thank you, everyone, for, um, for listening in today. I, we really appreciate that. So I think we'll, we, we shall reconvene in a month. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Thanks for your time, Mark.